Here it is, the Baco Tunes podcast with Matt Munoz. Audio brought to you by Chain Cone Clark. Today, we are kicking off Hispanic Heritage Month uh, across the United States. And, you know, Hispanic Heritage Month, we, like I always kind of joke around, we get one month to kind of highlight uh, Hispanics, Latinos, our contributions, uh, things that we've did, we've done. We've done many things right here in the United States of America. But definitely one thing I always like to talk about is what we've done in the areas of entertainment and all that that implies. And to kick this off, I am joined in studio by Mr. Fabian Vasquez Uresti, who he is a independent filmmaker from, from Kern County, from Bakersfield. He's also a fellow uh, homeboy from McFarland. Mm-hmm. You know, we, that could be a whole other uh, episode, but we're, we're not going to talk about that right now. Okay. We're going to talk about flicks at the historic Fox Theater. And the reason why Fabian is here is because he was tapped to be the fall season's curator of the series. So welcome to Real Talk, Fabian. Uh, hi, thank you for having me. Yeah. Do you mind if I call you Fabian or Fabian? What do you prefer? Um, either way. I mean, um, I'm, I'm comfortable either way. Yeah. I Well, how does your family, what does your family say? Uh, well, uh, my mom, before she passed, would say, call me Fabian. Um, and my dad was Fabian. Ah, okay. So. so if I jump back and forth, as long as I get it right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> There's no wrong. No, no. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the show, brother. I, I appreciate you for taking the time over here. And thank you for reaching out and sh- and spreading and sharing that good news that you got you know, tap to be this season's curator. Um, how does it feel, man, when you got the the notification? Like, hey, bring. We want you to be a part of the series. Uh, I mean, it, it felt uh, great, honestly. Um, I mean, I have been um, programming for uh, you know doing similar work for a major film festival uh, since 2011. I've been a feature documentary film programmer at uh, Slam Dance. Uh, so I've been programming there for uh, the last ten years. And where's the, where's Slam Dance out of? So uh, Slam Dance, it's um I guess like the headquarters technically. It's like in um, it's in Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, in Los Angeles. But um, basically, the festival itself takes place in Park City, Utah, mm. where um, at at basically at the same time as the Sundance Film Festival. Correct. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, but this is more like the kind of like the uh, the independent step sibling. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I mean, you know, it was uh, from its inception. I mean, it was kind of you know somewhat of a. "Quote unquote antithesis to, to Sundance." Yeah, you know, I think they've, they've kind of gotten away from that a bit. Uh, you know, probably for the best. But um, that said, you know, I mean, uh, we still, you know, are you know pretty proud of that kind of a DIY punk uh, uh, ethos. Well, let's talk about how you got this gig for Flicks. When did they? Did I mean, was it something that you had always been involved in? Because the Flicks uh, film series uh, festival over there at the Fox Theater, it's held. When when is it? When are the the Flicks movies shown over there at the Fox Theater? Um, I mean, basically, uh, fall through spring. Yeah. Is it always, uh, was it normally like a first Friday thing? Uh, or is it just kind necess- of like mixed? Not necessarily. I mean, it was always on Fridays. Um, not, uh, you know, sometimes it would coincide with first Friday, but, um, you know, what? it wasn't always on first Friday. I yeah. And Phil Neufeld uh, founded that. I can't believe it's already been, what, four decades? Yeah. And yeah, it's always been too. where you could go to see, uh, it's almost like the Criterion Collection was on the, on the big screen. So we're mm-hmm. talking about art house films, uh, cult films, just classic films. That's why if you are a cinephile and a fan of film history and of the films that you won't normally see like in your regular Cineplex, in your Maya, your, your AMCs, 
you could go to Flix and it's for serious film fans. It's and it's like a subscription series, right? You could buy you could buy like a ticket that'll get you into all the films. So in oh, the they pa- used to do that. They used to do that, um, but again, a part of this reboot, you know, um, uh, it's basically going to be kind of a, a per a film basis. Mm-hmm. They used to basically all do have a season pass. Uh, for this year, um, you know, uh, just go to the Fox Theater website. And yeah, follow. go to the website. Um, yeah, and you can uh, you know, there'll be information there. Real quick, one of the uh, little more backstory on on you know Flix. I mean, it's um, again, you know, like you said, you know, it's been going on for four decades. Um, one of the big things, or at least one of the cr- criteria for me as a programmer, is um, you know to make sure that it's as contemporary as can be. Um, so you know, uh, material that's uh, released in the last. Uh, year, uh, year to maybe three ish tops, um, and so for me, you know, this film it uh, had its world premiere at uh, Tribeca um, about two years ago, and um, it's by a um, you know Mexican national, uh, Rodrigo Reyes, who's been living here for you know since um, he was basically a teen, um, and you know it's a California it's a California story. Funny enough, he's had a um, uh, another film that was kind of a hybrid film, fiction, nonfiction film called uh, Loop Under the Sun. And that um, uh, was shot up in, um, I want to say, uh, Fresno County. And um, you know, I figured, why not bring uh, one of the stories here home to, to Bakersfield in Kern County? For me, sh- bringing films like Sanson and Me to Bakersfield, you know, it, hopefully, you know, can provide some kind of an equilibrium as far as um, you know having, you know, being able to have fun at the movies and you know, uh, you know, seeing 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 a big tentpole film. A popcorn movie, um, and then you have something else that you know you can still have your popcorn. Yeah, but some you know for some people this type of film might be a popcorn film. Sure, I mean, no, if totally. You, if you are a film freak like myself, I love going to see films like this. Uh, yeah, Nate, because I love my snacks watching films. So you Same know here. you know you know it doesn't have to be a you know quote quote popcorn film like you know something where you just kind of like a brainless like brainless escapism. Sometimes there's going to be something serious message and it really touches you. And I can see that Sanson and Me is going to be one of those films. Um, you know what can we expect from the other films in the upcoming in the rest of the series? I mean, you can, ex, uh, ex, you know, as far as the upcoming films, um, you know, again, they, nothing's been uh, set in stone, as they say. But um, just, you know, from uh, me reaching out to uh, different filmmakers, um, you know, you can expect um, just, you know, you can expect, uh, you know, in, like true independent uh, world class uh, films. Um, All serious, or are you looking for some comedies? I mean, because you know there are comedies out there too. Sure, no, true, true. <laughs> I mean, I, I, and yeah, I mean that's it's uh, hard. It's hard to do a good comedy these days, right? You know, true. You're finding that out, you know, without it being some sort of like a toilet humor type uh, film, right? But like a good comedy that with mass appeal that doesn't have any sort of kind of grotesqueness to it, you know. True. Uh, how hard is it to find a film like that these days? Um, I mean, as far as those kinds of comedies, I mean, I think you know, you're right. I mean, I think it's 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 pretty difficult. Almost like a Woody Allen film, without right. the without the uh, the problematic themes. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, it's it's uh it's it's tough. I'd say. Um, you know, I mean, just someone. I mean, pers- on a personal level, like I mean, I just you know, I've always I was always drawn to like the I was always drawn to um uh, to drama. Um, and so as um you know as uh, with this new uh, with this new role, I mean, it's um you know it's definitely a learning. Um, uh, a learning uh, a time of, uh, for learning for myself as far as you know um, you know because I, I know I can't bring a, a stuff that's like just super sad and serious because yeah. you know I, I do want people to there's some to, insane stuff out there I mean stuff that would like well I don't even know if if even the the most ardent flicks 
a viewer would be able to uh, to stomach it. Sure. But I mean, but there's a lot of great stuff out there. Sometimes you just have to surrender to the experience, right? Right. And you know, we were talking off air about kind of like that golden era of when we were introduced to like this new wave of Mexican filmmakers that have been out there working. However, their introduction to the American, you know. Uh, cinema going movie experience you know I, I was going down the list to him it was like for me it started with Amores Perros in 2000 and that was kind of post uh, right in the shadow of Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. so when you saw a movie like Amores Perros which is still amazing and it still holds up and that also was on, is on Criterion Collection now mm-hmm. is that it, it was almost kind of like a pulp fiction in Mexico so you had these intertwined stories that at the end they kind of all resolved themselves mm-hmm. which we've seen in, especially in a lot of French French cinema, which I've noticed, like the red, the red, white, and blue uh, series, which is also uh, those are some films. You, any cinemaphile, any person who's a student film should watch those films. You watch them all three, and at the end, they all kind of tie in together. Um, you had like Alfonso Cuarón, who did uh, Gravity. He won that. He won the Oscar. But he also did Roma. Guillermo del Toro, who did The Shape of Water, won that. And then also the Cabin of Curiosities. Uh, Guillermo del Toro. I mean, the horror, the horror series, amazing. Of course. Alejandro González Inarito, who did Amores Perros, but he also did Birdman and The Revenant. When you start seeing Mexican film directors reaching those heights of the Oscars and, and, and getting awarded, and also in the process, introducing us to new actors, Gael Garcia Bernal, you're also talking about, um, oh gosh, let me see, Diego Luna, and then, you know, pe- even people like Joaquin uh, Cosio, who is uh, Cochiloco in uh, El Infierno, which is another independent film like the, about the cartels. That was by director Luis Estrada. When you start seeing more Mexican surnames and directors reaching the heights of the Oscars, how does it make you feel as an independent filmmaker and just just as a Latino in general? Um, it's a uh, you know it's it's a uh, hugely inspiring um, to know that uh, you know there are people that uh, you know again like you said you know they have the Spanish uh, surnames um, that are out there making stuff on the grandest of scales. Um, and so, you know, for as, uh, for myself as a you know first generation uh, Mexican American, um, you know, it's it's uh, hugely inspiring. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about. Let's bring it back to tonight's uh, first film curated by Fabian Vasquez Uresti. It's part of the uh, flicks of the historic uh, Fox Theater. It's tonight. Door, uh, movie movie at what doors open at six? Uh, yeah, do- doors open at six thirty, and the show's at seven thirty. Seven thirty, and ticket price is seven dollars. Students and military get buy one. Uh, it's buy one get one free with valid ID at the box office the night of the show. Only the movie is Sanson and Me. Director Rodrigo Reyes is going to be in the at, at the theater, and there's going to be a post screening Q and A with him. So you want to get there, all you film buffs. Uh, students of film and uh, you know just curious and want to know want to ask questions about these films do you know what just even if you don't have any questions come on out to the box theater tonight and flicks and you know and if you see Fabian say hey man congratulations bro because you know we get these little triumphs you know although it is Hispanic Heritage Month we should be celebrating and supporting our Latino brothers and sisters anytime we get these opportunities. So that's why you're here, brother, because I want to give you our flowers because I've known you for a while now, man. Like I said, we both come from the little town of McFarland and we've got these hopes and dreams. And, you know, step by step, man, you went to CalArts making it happen. You're back over here in Bakersfield. You're still very well connected in Los Angeles, keeping those things. You've got the Slam Dance Film Festival. you got a lot to teach everybody. So I know he's I know he's out there sharing all this information with everybody because you never know. I might be in the presence of the next uh, Alfonso Cuaron right here, uh, the next Pedro Almodovar, uh, the next 
Alejandro González y Narito, or maybe even the next Guillermo del Toro, or even the maybe the next next Rodrigo Reyes. So one more time, thank you, brother. Thank you. The Baco Tunes Podcast with Matt Munoz. New episodes every week. And for the latest, be sure to follow us at Baco Tunes on Instagram and Twitter. That's B-A-K-O-T-U-N-E-S. And be sure to like us, rate us, comment at us, and don't forget to subscribe. We'll be back next time. Thank you.